I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday, April twentieth, twenty twenty. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Bill Green. Bank. Let's start off with Jansen Dunn, the four-star prospect out of Kentucky. He is ranked as the number one player in Kentucky by twenty-four-seven Sports. He's the number three player in Kentucky according to the composite, meaning ESPN and rivals are not quite as high on him yet as twenty-four-seven Sports. Twenty-four-seven Sports has him ranked as the number one hundred forty-six overall player in the country. The composite has him at 248 overall nationally. He can play corner. He can play safety. Looks like he's going to pick Ohio State sometime later today. What changed over the weekend, Bank? Yeah, that was a crazy one. Um, you know, m- most people had Ohio State as the clear leader, uh, I, don't, I don't know, probably the past six weeks, two months. And, um, you know, uh, you never really heard much about Oklahoma. And then here – you know, things come out Saturday that it's going to be Oklahoma for that kid. And that really seemed weird to me. And then it didn't take long before, you know, there was no more Oklahoma. That was over. And it sure looks like he's headed to Ohio State now. And I don't know specifically what happened. My guess would be that there was some mix-up in communication between Jansen Dunn and Ohio State to where, Maybe he wasn't sure he was a take. Maybe Ohio State wasn't sure that he was a take either. I don't know. I just don't think, you know, I think the kid did want to commit. You're seeing a lot of guys making commitments right now, which is not what I thought was going to happen during this pandemic. But a lot of guys are locking in spots all over the country, you know, especially at Ohio State. And I think once the word leaked out that, Jansen Dunn is headed to Oklahoma here. I think Ryan Day and Kerry Combs, you know, probably got together and talked over, you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to let the guy just go to Oklahoma and then try to get him back later? Do we want to pass the kid and let him go? Or, you know, gosh darn it, we got to go get this guy. We can't let him, you know, we got to make a move here. So, I, and I think the latter is what happened. I think Day and Combs kind of said, look, let's, Let's put full court pressure on Jansen Dunn. Let's love him up. Let's let him know how much we want him and tell him this is where he belongs. You know, no no reason to go all the way out to Oklahoma. You know, you can you're close to Ohio State, you know, with what Coach Combs can do developing backs, how we put people in the NFL, you know, do you want to go there and give up sixty a game or do you wanna be closer to home, come here we can develop you. We'll put you in the NFL. And I, and I think, you know, when, when the bottom line was I think Jansen Dunn always wanted to be at Ohio State. So I just think it took Ohio State kind of clarifying how much they wanted him, 
and I think that was it. So I, I'm like you. I kind of expect Jansen done a commitment either today or, or, or this week. I mean, it's going to come soon, and, and I think he's headed to Ohio State. Yeah, I do like to say if I was a Bucknuts fan, I would be hitting refresh a lot today. That's my little uh, not-so-subtle yeah. hint. One more thing on Dunn. Um, as I mentioned, he's listed as an athlete by 24-7 sports. Do you see him as more of a corner or a safety at Ohio State? Yeah, that's tough to say. Um, I think the athlete designation is really good. I mean, I think he could play offense in a lot of systems. Now, with all the receivers Ohio State has brought in, you know, the current class and last year's class, that's not going to happen. So then you look at his, his length and his speed. If you watch his film, I mean, he doesn't play a lot of corner, and he doesn't – but I think he could do it at the college level. Um, but I think it would take some some coaching from Combs, and I think it would take a lot of work on his part. And he would basically have to learn the position. Now, as a safety, with his speed and his length, he really reminds me of kind of a cross between, you know, Malik Hooker on the high, high end. If everything works out great, you know then you might have Malik Hooker. And then he also reminds me of, of a, he's a faster Jordan Fuller. Now, Jordan Fuller was so smart, and his football IQ was off the charts. And he could diagnose stuff instantly. So, you know, he might have been a 4-6 guy, but he played 4-4-5. Four, four, but, you know, I think Jansen Dunn is a safety. I think kind of falls in that range. You know, Hooker on the high end, and then kind of a, a Jordan Fuller guy. And I think... You know, that's where I like him. And, again, you know, you keep taking all these safeties, and, you know, I think it's pretty clear that the Jeff Hathley model, the one high, single high safety look, I think that's done. I mean, they're almost looking at, you know, a three high safety look now, the way they keep recruiting these guys. And, <laughs> you know, I like them. They're all good players. And, and, and Kerry Combs is a – he was a Tampa 2 guy all his career. It's what he's taught. It's what he's done, you know, with the two safeties. And I think when you look at the traditional OSU defense, you know, pre-Jeff Halfley, then I think you're looking at a Jordan Fuller, Malik Hooker type guy in Jansen Dunn. I would take that in a heartbeat. All right, let's stick with yeah, the for a minute. I, I, exactly. Um, especially the high-end Malik Hooker. Hey, if low-end is Jordan Fuller, give, sign me up for that too. Um, I was going to move on to some NFL draft stuff with Ohio State. We'll save that for later in the show. We'll stick with recruiting. I want to get your perspective on what's going on with Michigan's recruiting. Let's just take all the snark out of it, or we can be snarky. Your call. Um, a lot of people are having fun on the board with this, but I think this is a serious topic. Michigan is recruiting low-ranked guys from Massachusetts. They have three players from Massachusetts. One of them is actually a pretty good player, at least highly ranked. They might all three be like really good players eventually. Who knows? But looking at the rankings, two of them are very low-ranked. They also took four guys from Massachusetts last year. They have zero commitments from Ohio this year, Bank. What do you make of Michigan tapping into the pipeline of Massachusetts to find recruits? I would think that's a bad strategy. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, it doesn't make sense to me, especially if you look at it objectively. They've got some really good guys committed in this class. So it's not like they can't get top-ranked dudes and they have to just take whatever they can get. That's not the case. I mean, they've got some high-end guys in this class that I really like. I think they're really set up to land a heck another really good O-line class with some high-ranked guys, too. So I don't know why you're taking these guys at this time of year. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, I don't know. 
I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh's got to do what, what he's got to do, um, and, and I don't understand it. There's no way. Like I say, one of those three from Massachusetts, I think, he's got a chance to play. I mean, I don't think it's a guy that you, as you go around the room with your staff, I don't think he's a guy that you would say, you know, is this the guy we need to beat Ohio State, to compete with Clemson, and to complete, compete with Alabama? I, I don't think he is. The other two, I mean, you know, I, I don't know that I would recommend those two guys to Akron or Kent, and I'm trying to be nice. I mean, if you look at their offers, you know, the, the offers kind of speak for themselves when it's Fordham and Wagner and schools like that. So I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And, and I guess if, you know, if, if you don't like Michigan, you kind of laugh and poke fun of it. If you're a, a Michigan fan, then you just say, well, we got to trust the coaches. You know, we, Dave, you and I have been around long enough. We know the message board theme. So I don't know. It, to me, it doesn't make sense because they have recruited some big-time dudes, and I think they're set up to land some more big-time dudes. So I don't know why you take those three guys in April. It makes no sense. On the flip side, a Big Ten school that's recruiting surprisingly well is Minnesota. I mean, they're now a top-10 class, still very early for the 2021 class. And P.J. Fleck, I want to get your take on him overall. He was a guy that won big, relatively speaking, for the MAC at Western Michigan. That opened my eyes. You know, he's an eccentric guy, so I think a lot of people kind of made fun of him, thought he was going to flop at Minnesota. He's done a good job at Minnesota. As you project it forward, um, how do you see P.J. Fleck's career going overall? I mean, he signed an extension last year that I couldn't believe he signed. You know, I thought last year might have been the perfect time for him, you know, to leap on out of there. But, um, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, and they've gotten better every year, and their recruiting has gotten better too. I mean, he, he flipped a kid from Kentucky, uh, Columbus kid, Devin Williams, you know, a linebacker that I think can play. Um, he flipped him last week. They're probably going to get a commitment soon from a DB in Ohio. That could come today, too, that I like, uh, to Marion Crumpley. So they're doing great, you know. I think they're going to be really good this year, too. Um, I, I think they're set for success. And, and, you know, maybe he stays there and tries to dominate, you know, the West, jump on ahead of Iowa, Purdue, Nebraska, battle Wisconsin every year, and, you know, try to play for that Big Ten championship. Maybe he stays there, you know, if he's happy and, and uh, they're taking care of him, which it appears they are with that latest contract. You know, maybe he stays. You know, like I say, his, his success, I have to say, has kind of surprised me. I kind of thought his act would – Maybe wear thin, and it's not, you know. So, you know, props to him, and and you know, I'm not. I, sometimes you got to admit when you're wrong, and and I never, I never saw him having this kind of success. I have to say, um, but it's definitely happening. He's doing great, and like I said, big year last year. I think they're going to be really good this year, and that only aids recruiting. You know, people look at you in a different light. You know, when you're winning ten games, than they do when you're winning five games. So props to him. Yeah, he could be their Barry Alvarez if he stays there. I mean, you know, 
old guys like us remember Wisconsin being a joke of a program. Some of the younger listeners might be like, hasn't Wisconsin always been like a really good program? No, they basically became a good program in 1993, um, a couple years after Barry Alvarez got there. Maybe maybe P.J. Fleck can be their Barry Alvarez. I just don't want to see P.J. Fleck at Michigan, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, let's head on to the NFL draft. I mean, I think for Ohio State's perspective, it's pretty clear. Chase Young, Jeff Okuda are going to go really early, probably 2-3 overall. Maybe Okuda will slip down a little bit, depending on trades and whatnot with quarterbacks. Where it gets really interesting for me, Bank, is J.K. Dobbins. Um, some people have him going in the late first round. Some people are saying second round. I was thinking initially second round. I'm going to stick with early second. Where do you think J.K. Dobbins is going to go? Yeah, and, and I want to preface this by saying that I am not an NFL draft guru at all. Like I said, if you want to talk high school kid going to college, you know, I, I feel comfortable with that. And I think I've got a pretty good track record there. You want to talk college to NFL? Like, I'm terrible. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're seeing compared to what I'm seeing, so I'm always wrong. But uh, with Jay, I kind of I feel, you know, I would have him as the third back behind Swift and Jonathan Taylor, and I think that probably puts him in that 30 to 45 range, maybe. That would be my guess. And, um, you know, we'll see. I think he's, you know, dependable. I think he's you know, really, really raised his stock last year. And I, I wonder if there might be some question on the injury he had last year, although nothing was broken and I don't really required surgery. So maybe that's not the case, but, you know, I think you're going to see JK Dobbins in that 30 to 45 range. And I think he's going to have a, a solid NFL career. I think he can do a lot of things, you know? Um, and I think last year was a great year for him to really come back from that sophomore year. That was pretty average. Last thing, is there another guy you're really keeping your eye on? Like, I'm really curious where this guy's going to go. Damon Arnett, maybe somebody like that. Maybe two guys that you're really curious about. Well, the one for me, um, and, the, and I've got a couple buddies that do coach in the NFL, and they get involved with this with their team and stuff. And, and one in particular told me, you know, he said, hey, we're not looking to draft an O-lineman early. Our, uh, you know, if we take an O-lineman in this draft, it's going to be really late. He said, but if we were, he said, our staff has Jonah Jackson as a solid second-round pick. He goes in all the mocks. I'm seeing people have him listed, you know, third round, fourth round, fifth round. He said, if we needed an O-lineman and we were going to take one in the second round or maybe the third round, it would be Jonah Jackson. He graded out really well to us. And this is a team that goes in the playoffs every year. So that was the one that really piqued my interest is because I never hear his name mentioned at all. Nobody talks about him. He's never listed on any mocks or anything. And here's a really successful NFL team, a guy telling me that their staff graded Jonah Jackson out, you know, is like a top 60, 70, 80 prospect. So he's the one I'm really looking forward to seeing where he lands. Great insights, as always, from Bill Green. Thank you, Bank, and thank you to all listeners for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 